welcome to That Anita Live, the professional development talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. You've heard Oprah say it many times. You don't get what you want. You get what you believe. Do you believe you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams? Darius A. Wise, author of the book, What Are You Thinking? is the professor you need in your network to up-level your life. He teaches people how to become more intentional, deliberate, and conscious with their thoughts because your thoughts determine your behavior and your behavior determines your life. Welcome Darius A. Wise, the mastermind to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me Anita, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for coming out. Tell me Darius, when yes. I ask people about success or why they're not going after their dreams, the first thing they do is say, well, I was born into the wrong family or I made this one mistake when I was younger, you know, I had a baby earlier mm -hmm. or I didn't get a college degree. Why is it we get stuck in blaming other things or other people? Well, that is a common action actually for us to blame others. Usually what it comes down to when you break it all down is that they don't believe in themselves okay. and when you don't believe that you have what it takes to reach that level of success that you say that you want, mm -hmm. it commonly looks like blame. You start to say it's because of this, it's because of that, because the real issue is not outside of yourself, okay. it's actually inside of yourself. And that takes courage to actually dig to find what that reason is. So most people will gladly go outside of themselves and say it's because of this, it's because of that, and play the blame game and, and have pity parties when they, instead of saying, let me dig and see what it is that I can do to help me even get to that level or do the things that I say that I wanna do and accomplish. How why is it so hard to dig in? It's painful. The truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not taught to do that, Okay. right? We're, mm -hmm. we're programmed to say if it doesn't work for you, it's typically somebody else's fault or because this happened. So when you grow up in a situation, it doesn't matter your environment, okay. but when you grow up in your situation and what you see and what you become familiar with is people saying, this happened, so that's why I'm here. Uh -huh. And that happened, and that's why I'm here you automatically, instinctively start to say, okay, if something happens with me mm -hmm. that I don't really like, it has to be because of something else. So we're programmed that way. TV programs us that way. <laughs> the internet programs us that way. How do we unprogram? Mm, that takes becoming conscious. That takes you now starting to really take a look inside and understanding how our mind actually works. Okay, so we gotta become more self-aware. Yes. And you have to understand that a lot of what we do, the majority of what we do, 95 to 98% of what we do every single day mm -hmm. is unconscious. Really? Yes. So there's so many things we do unconsciously. Let me show you. Most okay. of the time when you're driving somewhere that you've been multiple mm -hmm. times, you don't think about where you're turning. Okay. You just drive and you go. Have you ever been in a situation where you're driving somewhere and you say, how did I even get here? Mm -hmm. It's unconscious. You weren't sleep, right? <laughs> You're just unconscious. I missed like 30 right. minutes of this ride. Right, exactly. Unconsciously drive, unconsciously because doing those things. we've done it so many times, so mm -hmm. now we can mentally be someplace else. Yes. Because the movements that we're making, we don't need to be present of mind to make those decisions. Exactly. I call it being on autopilot. And most people live their life on autopilot. That's dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. But because we're not aware of the fact that we're living that way, okay. 
when we're not achieving the things that we want because we're not consciously doing and going after those uh -huh. things, it's easy to say it was because of this, it was because of that. So it's easier to blame when we're not conscious that we are the ones that are in control. Living life on autopilot, if that's a very unhappy place, mm -hmm. why do people make it their comfort zone? Mm. The comfort zone for me, first, let's just talk about that for a second. Comfort zone is an oxymoron. Okay. Because you're not comfortable in that place. Okay. So I don't even know why they call it a comfort zone. Most people who are in that situation mm -hmm. where things are not going the way they want, they're not comfortable. But again, we've been taught that our regular, normal, everyday activities, okay. the things that we do, uh -huh. what we're used to, we're comfortable there. And so it's not really that you're in your comfort zone, it's that you're in a place that you're very familiar with. So we are in a space where we're familiar with mm -hmm. where we are because it's happened multiple times in our life. Okay. Now, what is it that it takes for you to say, this is not where I want to be in my life? Okay. Typically, it's some drastic life event. It's you becoming aware. It's something that happens major that makes you take a look inside. Most people are not just, if they're in that space, their comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? They're in that space, most people are not gonna look outside of how can I get out of here, out of this position and get to that next level. What are life. some of the events in life that can be that wake up call that you somebody can, needs to change? You can lose your job. Mm. You can have the death of a loved one. Okay. You can be in a car accident. Mm -hmm. It can be anything. It can be a number of things. For me, what initially made me change my direction was I graduated from college. Okay. Um, my son was born two months after I graduated. I knew that the woman that I had, that I had the, my son with mm -hmm. wasn't someone I saw myself with long term. Okay. So that was a wake up call for me. Like, okay, you know what? You have to do something because now you're not just responsible for you. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for another human being. So that was uh, my, one of the initial wake-up calls for me. So tell me, why do people settle in their comfort zones if they're so unhappy? First, the comfort zone is not comfortable. Okay. <laughs> it's familiarity. It's not that they're happy there. They're, the comfort zone means I'm familiar with where I am. Mm -hmm. And fear is what holds people in that position. Okay. The, for me, the, 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 the thing that's so amazing in how I look at fear and, and when I see people that function based off of fear mm -hmm. is that it's not something that has already happened. We are afraid of what may happen. Yeah. And yeah. what, based on how we're programmed, based on how we've been taught, we will say, if we've been taught and we've only seen negative mm -hmm. and people are not supportive and they're not encouraging okay. and that's all we have, when that fear comes, the fear is negative. That fear pushes us back to what we've been taught and what we're familiar with. So instead of stepping out to see if something different's going to happen, mm -hmm. most people will say, I'll just stay right here because I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. I know this. So it's not comfortable, but it's familiar. It's familiar. And that's what makes it seem like it's the best option. Yes. And it's the best of what they think their choices are. And what I mean by that is, mm -hmm. do I go out, do I venture out and take the chance of maybe failing, of 
maybe looking ridiculous, of being ridiculed, mm -hmm. or do I just stay right here where I am, where I already know all the things that are going to happen? And all the things that I've been through are right here in this space, so I'll stay here. Who lame did a comfort zone? I don't know, because it's not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see, you are not settled with that. No. <laughs> that you are not going it's to not accept. It's not comfortable. So, it's, it's, so why name it? Right. So, you know why? This is what I think. I think that it, they called it the comfort zone because that will make people feel good about where they are. The mind master. Yes. Okay. Why is it so hard for people to develop positive self-talk about themselves? Because they don't believe it. They don't believe if they say I am great, I am phenomenal, mm -hmm. they don't unconsciously believe it. So. If I am saying something and okay. unconsciously I believe something different, mm -hmm. I'm always going to have this internal conflict. So I'm saying, consciously saying, I am going to write a book. Mm -hmm. But unconsciously, I don't believe that I can write a book. What will happen is that unconscious part of our mind is going to prove that we can't write a book simply because that's what it knows and mm -hmm. we haven't worked enough or said it enough to actually now change the thought process of our unconscious mind. So that's where the procrastination comes in. Yes. And we'll just procrastinate and mm -hmm. make excuses instead of writing the book. Instead of writing the book. I did it for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's, that's what we do. Because our unconscious mind believes that we're not an author. You're not an author. You can't write a book. You can't start a business. Okay. And we may have that one or two times we say, you know what? I want to write a book. But I'm not saying convincingly, and I'm not saying it enough to actually now reprogram my unconscious mind. So now I say it once, my mm -hmm. unconscious mind has been programmed this way for years. Okay. Me saying I want to write a book once is not going to put me in a position where now I believe I can write a book. So how exactly does one capture that so that they can change it? It's what you start to tell yourself and what you consistently over time tell yourself. And finding a space, even if it's someone else, that can actually help pour into you as well. So I say for 20, maybe even 30 years, mm -hmm. I heard all those negative things. Yes. You're never going to be anything in life. You're not smart enough. You don't look the part. You're not pretty enough. You're not tall enough. Uh, your skin tone is too dark. Mm -hmm. You're too overweight. 20 years, 30 years. What is a, I guess, a pattern or a paradigm? What is a, something that people can use on a daily basis to start to change that negative self-talk? There are a couple things that you can do, but here's what I think is the most important thing that anyone can do. And what we have to understand is that we have to tell ourselves that we are what we want to be. The most important conversation you're ever going to have is the one you have with yourself. So we've, you've, you've heard of affirmations. Most people have heard of affirmations. Yes. And they say, you know, you need to say these positive things to yourself. On a, on a daily basis. On a daily basis. It's the consistency. Because what you have to do is you have to get rid of and change the 20, 30 years of programming. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I liken it to if you have a gallon of water. Okay and you take one drop of nasty, dirty, putrid water and just take one drop and drop it into that gallon of water, what do you now have? You have a gallon of dirty water. 
Now, to get back to having clean water, you have to do one of two things. You either have to pour that out, rinse out whatever you have it in, and pour fresh water in it. Or you have to take water and pour it in it until it overflows mm -hmm. long enough to now get all of the dirty water out and now you can fill it back up with the, good, the clean water. See, our mind, we can't just dump it. You okay. can't just take it off your shoulders, take your head <laughs> off your shoulder, and just dump it Oh, how it we wish. Right. So what I have to do is I have to overflow and overload my brain with and the, my mind with, with, the with positive. positive things. Ah. And here's how you start that. The two most important words that you can utter mm -hmm. out of your mouth is, I, I am. am. I knew that because I read the book. <laughs> it's I am. Whatever okay. follows I am, you are. Mm. So taking all of those negative statements mm -hmm. that have been said over that 20-year period, writing the opposite statement, mm -hmm. and then continuing to say those to yourselves as affirmations on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Over and over and over Consistently. again. Consistently. Now, the other thing I'll add is that you need a disclaimer. And I talk about this in the book, too. You need a disclaimer. You need something that you are telling your brain, okay. your mind, mm -hmm. that is not yours. So... Our, my, our brain doesn't know the difference between when you say something mm -hmm. or if I say something to myself. It just hears what was said. And my disclaimer is, and, and what I talk about in the book is, that's not mine. So when someone says something to me that does not move me forward in the direction that I want to go, okay. that is not affirming of what I believe and what I want for myself, mm -hmm. I will say that's not mine. Now, oh. I won't say it out loud. Okay, kind of like talk to the hand. Yeah, Yes, but I should say it to <laughs> okay, myself. Right, right. right. It's not as rude. That's oh, not front. Right, right. Okay. So I'm not walking around all day just telling people that's not mine. Okay. Right? So I just say it to myself. That's not mine. What does one do with the people around them that continue to say those negative things? Ooh, well, that's, that's a tricky question because it depends on who those people are. See, if it's someone that is not close to you, your spouse, a child, a parent, a mm -hmm. uh, family member that you're close to, mm -hmm. that you actually live like in the same household with. Okay. If it's not one of them, you can distance yourself. But if it is someone that's closer to you, okay. what you have to do is you gotta start putting limitations on your time. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you're in a situation and your mom, your mother tells you, you know, all these negative things, and okay. you say, Mom, I wanna be this and I wanna be that, and they're like, you can't do that. You, that's not who said who told you you can do that right what you have to do is limit that conversation you have to limit the airtime that you give them because once it goes in your head if you start to believe it you don't have a disclaimer you're not coming back with something mm -hmm. that's affirmative mm -hmm. of what you want then that's going to start to sink in so we have to figure out you have to figure out based on the relationship how can I shorten the time span okay. that I give them how much mm -hmm. time will I allow them to have in my head? So you have to do that. And, and sometimes that's difficult yeah. because of the relationship. But if you want to get out of that situation, you have to figure out how can I shorten the time? So, I'll, you know, if it was my mother, and it's not my mother, but if it was my mother I, and she calls me, she has two minutes, if that, if that's all I get. And I'll talk to you later. Right. So you have okay. to figure out okay. how that works. Okay. For you. Now that that's people around you in your physical. Mm -hmm. Right. You mentioned TV earlier. Yes. What does binge watching reality TV do to people? OK, here is here's, here's another thing. With me. 
and and the words that we use, like okay. comfort zone in reality TV. Okay. Is it reality? Whose reality is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, we gotta understand uh, that that's not reality, mm -hmm. right? So if you go into it, understanding that it's just entertainment, and I just need some downtime for a little bit. I'm just going, you know, because sometimes we need that. Okay. And I'm going into it knowing that it's just entertainment. Mm -hmm. Then you'll have a different outcome from it. But if you're looking at it thinking that that is real and you mm -hmm. start to try mm -hmm. to plan how your life can look like that, mm -hmm. that's going to be dangerous. Because a lot of teachers are saying that the students in their classrooms are imitating the behavior that they see mm -hmm. on the reality shows. The fighting, the cursing, the aggressive behavior towards each other. You have a parent. Yes. You got a house yes. full of kids. Yes. How does a parent handle that? Because reality TV shows are now on every channel. They are. And, th and it's, it's not even just reality TV shows. It's TV shows, period. It's the games. It's everything. Mm. One way that we are programmed is by what we watch. Okay. Another way is what we hear. What we say to ourselves is the biggest way we're programmed. And who are you actually listening to? Who's in your circle? Mm -hmm. So when you're watching television or you're watching these shows on the internet and things of that nature, you gotta understand that that's part of your programming. I call it, you know, mm -hmm. the things that we put in our head come through what I call our input peripherals. Okay. Basically our senses, our sight, smell, taste, touch, hear. Mm -hmm. those, are, mm -hmm. those are all input peripherals. Those are things that allow us to take what's outside of our body and give us something to program what's inside. Okay. So whatever it is, be it reality TV, be it the internet, be it social media, we have to be very careful because I, I learned from a mentor of mine a long time ago, garbage in, garbage stays. Yeah. It's not garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage stays. So if you put it in, it's going to stay in there. And eventually, you'll start to believe that that is reality. Now, Darius, in reading your book, you're a real deep brother. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of these statements in here can be unpacked and unpacked and unpacked again. Yes, yes. So we'll be right back, and we're going to play Darius Says. I need you to break some of this uh, down for me. All right, let's do it. What if I told you? that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head. What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Darius A. Wise, the mastermind. Ha, yes. Teaching people how to master their mind to better their lives. Yes, ma'am. One question before we go into Darius says. Okay. People often think that their past is their, is their framework for their future. Mm. And where they just do what the parent before them did. You know, I see a lot of schoolhouse kids. Yes. School marriage house kids. 
yes. school, marriage, house, kids. Mm -hmm. Somebody comes along and they see it, want to break that cycle. How can they do that mentally? Mentally. It's, it goes back to what you believe about yourself. So in your opening, you, you mentioned Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. I think she's a perfect example of that. Her grandmother uh, told her one day when her grandmother was a maid and cleaned houses, mm -hmm. her grandmother told her one day, girl, you better watch what I'm doing because you're going to be doing this one day. Mm -hmm. And Oprah said to herself, no, I'm not. That was her disclaimer. No, I'm not. So some people actually have that innate ability to know that they have something else to offer. For, for those that don't just have that, but they know that they have something inside that says, I am different, right? Then it's just a matter of actually exploring that and not burying it. If you explore that, then you will actually find yourself going down a path that will start to bring into your, your, your awareness mm -hmm. the things that you need to kind of get to the next level and get to the next level. You're not going to see the whole staircase. Martin Luther King said, just take yeah. the first step in faith, mm -hmm. but just take the first step. You don't need to see the whole staircase. Then how do you fight back all of those naysayers that are in the circle? The naysayers oh, don't man, matter. Oh, man, you think you think you're better than everybody. You yeah. think you're going to be something <laughs> one day. You might as well come on down here and get this job in the plant with everybody else. What do you think you're going to do with your life? That. That is what most people fail where they where they fail mm -hmm. because now they they are worried and they're concerned about what other people think about them. I was taught a long time ago mentor. He told me, he said, if you accept somebody else's opinion, okay. you need to be ready to accept their lifestyle. Mm, hold on. Tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> tweet that. Say that again. If you accept somebody else's opinion, you right. need to be ready to accept their lifestyle. So if I don't, if you're giving me advice mm -hmm. and you're not where I'm trying to get to, mm -hmm. if I don't want to end up where you are, I need not take your advice. Right. Because if I'm not a millionaire and you want to be a millionaire, but I'm giving you advice on how to be a millionaire, how successful you think that will, you will be with that, <laughs> right? So we, we're, we don't. We have to be careful who, who we listen to. Darius says, uh -oh. these were a couple of things that hit me while I was reading the book. And okay. I was like, whoa, what is, let's unpack that. <laughs> Quitting is a secret to success most people overlook. Ooh, yes, yes. Quitting is something that you have to do. But again, remember, we've been programmed. Mm -hmm. We've been programmed that quitters never, you know, quitters never win and winners never quit. Right. But you have to quit something. There is something that you have to quit in order to get to that place that you want to be. Because if I'm not there, then mm -hmm. I'm doing something that's holding me back. And that thing that I'm hold, that's holding me back, I need to quit. So we don't look at quitting in the, in, in my opinion, we don't look at quitting in the right perspective. There are things that you need to quit. And that will get you where you need to go. So once you stop those bad habits, once you quit that bad habit of telling yourself that you can't mm -hmm. and you're not the one, you the have to quit self telling yourself that. In chapter one, you said, Taking complete responsibility for your life requires a conscious response versus an unconscious action. Mm, reaction. Okay. So there's a difference between responding mm -hmm. and reaction. Reacting. Ah, okay. I, I live my life by this equation. This, and I got this from Jack Canfield. The equation is E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. Mm -hmm. The E is the event. R is your response and the O is 
the outcome. So whenever there's an event that happens in our life, okay. what most people do is they react. So something happens, we go to our memory and say, when did something like this happen before? And something that's close to that, how did we respond or how did we react mm -hmm. then? Let's just react the same way. But now, if you look at it, to get the outcome we want in life, it's not the event that's most important. It's how do you respond. See, reaction doesn't take thinking. A response takes thinking. So something happens, we need to take a second and think about what is the outcome that I want. And kind of reverse engineer getting to that outcome based on how we respond. <laughs> <laughs> we should never make permanent decisions in temporary situations. Mm. We're in a, something happens, you're in a particular space. You're, you're having certain feelings about whatever may have taken place, okay. all right, or wherever you are right now. And you make a decision. You say, you know what? I'm quitting my job. Because your boss may have said something that irritated you. Mm -hmm. So your boss saying something that irritated you, how you feel about that is temporary. That will go away. But in that state, you decide that I'm quitting my job. I'm quitting right now on the spot. Now you've made a permanent decision mm -hmm. based off of that temporary situation. Now, if you're not in a space where quitting your job is going to be beneficial for you, <laughs> then you may have actually made another problem for yourself on top of just the simple fact that maybe your boss said something that irritated Got you. Got to pay them bills. Right. You have responsibilities, right? So when, you, when I say that in the book, that don't make a permanent decision off mm -hmm. of a temporary situation, is what you're going through right now, would you make that same decision if you weren't in that space? Would you make that decision tomorrow when you're feeling better? And if you will, then you can make that decision. Oh, had, that event, had that event never occurred, would you still have made that same right. decision? Your curiosity pulls you toward the answers you are seeking. Mm, yes, they do. And I encourage people to be curious. Be curious. Unfortunately, most of us have had the curiosity beat out of us. Mm, so yeah. when we're little and we're, we're children, two, three, we're just starting to talk. Okay. You know, one of the favorite, wor favorite words of kids of that age is why. why? <laughs> so as a parent, most parents say, stop asking so many questions. And so you now are being programmed to say, I shouldn't ask so many questions. Mm. And if you are curious, I was very curious about how to write a book. I didn't know anybody who'd written a book. I didn't know how to go about writing a book, okay. but I was curious about it. So I started to look, I started to search, I started to Google, I started to talk to people and realized that there was a lot of information there. So my curiosity pulled me closer to being able to accomplish writing my book simply by asking questions, simply by being curious on how do you do this? it actually allowed me to get the information from all these places that were already there, but if I didn't ask the question, right. I would have never known. And ergo, 20 years later, we have the book later. that you've been walking around with. It's been in my head for 20 years. <laughs> to have a different outcome. Your network determines your net worth. Mm. To reach out to Darius for his wise counsel, find him on Instagram, at Darius A. Wise. He can help you learn how to take control of your mind, change your thoughts, and achieve your personal and career goals. I'm Anita, your host. 
Be sure to check out that's anitalive.com for where and when to see our next episode.